podcast. I am Shelly. I am Andrea. Hello, hello. I said my name first instead of hello, hello. I changed it up just a little bit. You know, you got to shake things up sometimes. Shake it up. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Welcome back. We're excited you're here. We're going to talk about a couple more holiday classics that we have. And um, everybody has seen these. For yes. sure. They're For staples. Sure. They're staples. They yeah. are cultural phenomenons that I feel like is a yearly uh, watch for a lot of people. Both of these mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Sandra, what are you going to be talking about? I mean, we had to do 1990s Home Alone, right? And that's what I yes. will be talking about. The first yes. one. The first one. And it's very timely. Because mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin just got his star. I saw that. On the Holly. Did you see Catherine O'Hara there with him? Yes. Did you oh. hear her speech? It was so sweet. Yes. I cried through the whole thing. I know. Hers and then his to his wife. I just was crying. Like yes. And did you see Natasha Leone was there yes. too? And her speech was, of course, hilarious. But also very sweet. She's so funny. I know. She just... She can really diffuse like tension. <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> With her wackiness, I love it. I know. I love it so much. I know. Yeah, it was very timely. Like we picked it, and then like this mm-hmm. happened a couple of days ago. I know. Like, wow, perfect timing. If only we could have them on here to talk about it. I mean, so if fabulous. only, if only, Catherine O'Hara would come oh come God. talk to us. I don't know if I could handle that i think i might explode (laughs) i I would probably just explode i think i would yeah that would just make me explode too my life would be complete at that moment Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it would be okay yep i'm good Mm -hmm. i'm good she's fabulous she is and macaulay i mean macaulay coffin would be pretty cool um as Mm -hmm. well to Mm -hmm. chat with but absolutely anyway Shelly, what are you doing? What film will you be discussing? Well, a more modern classic, but still mm-hmm. a classic nonetheless. I'm doing 2003's Elf with Will Ferrell. And it, I think everybody watches it every year now, mm-hmm. along with Home Alone. So. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just a family favorite. You have to watch it. You do. And it feels like we consider it more modern, but you uh-huh. know, again, at this, it's, it's 20, 20 years, years old. old. It's 20 years old. We saw this in the theater and I believe together. We did. Yes. I, yeah. We I did. remember thinking, oh, this is such a great movie. And it, it, it <laughs> is. It's, it's funny. It gets you in the spirit mm-hmm. right away, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not as modern as it is. No. Just, it's 20 years old. <laughs> But, you know, rewatching it, I always rewatch it. And I'm always struck at how timeless the movie feels. Like, they mm-hmm. got kind of that old nostalgia uh, Christmas yeah. movie in in it. And that was intentional. Mm-hmm. I'll get into that. But that was very okay. intentional. It feels very much like the 1950s television specials yes. with the claymation. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, timeless. It's very timeless. Yeah. I, I love it for that very reason. Me too. Me too. And it's just downright hilarious. It is. 
You can't go wrong with one girl in an elf's you cannot running around yeah. New York City in yellow tights. You just oh my god! I can't wait to talk about it. It's gonna be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So yes, good. and you know we grew up on Will Ferrell and watching uh -huh. him on SNL. So I pretty much love. He's just like a forever he favorite. He's one of my favorite comedians. I know I sometimes know. he rubs some people the wrong way. He's very over the top, yeah. <laughs> but he's also genuine and he's not he's not like a diva he's just no. that's just what you see is what you get and i love it yeah i love it too. so much I, can you imagine being married to him just no i can't <laughs> I, it, it i think it would be so funny and <laughs> so overwhelming all the time <laughs> yes yeah he's I'm got like, like a, a have you been or is this real <laughs> i know are you doing a bit He's got a, I know he's, they have children and I know one of them's uh -huh. like in college now and yeah, I think they're pretty close by all accounts. Like I see him showing up at his son's like college stuff and it's like, DJ. uh, yeah, Will Ferrell is showing up at my college party, you know, like no big deal. Will Ferrell, who's going to DJ the party? Oh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. My friend's dad. It would be great if my they friend's said my dad. friend's dad and then they show up and it's freaking Will Ferrell. You know that's, that's happened. Just, can you imagine? Can you imagine showing up? <laughs> be like, Will Ferrell's the DJ for this party. It's my friend's dad and it's Will Ferrell. I mean, it's great. great. It'd be fabulous. It'd be so, it would be almost as good as Jack Black is like yeah. the musical guest. I feel like yeah. they are in the same house. Yep. I think so too. Agreed. Love them both. Me too. Me what too. What have you been? What have you been watching on the television this past week? All right. What have we been watching? So, okay. We watched a new movie. I have been waiting for this movie for a very, very long time. Um, these are the three things that when the news came out that this movie was being made, I said, sold. You don't need to tell me anything else. You have mm -hmm. Julianne, Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman. Directed by the one and only Todd Haynes. Done. Mm. I'm in. I will watch this movie. And so it finally came out. It is on Netflix. And it is called May, December. Have you seen anything Ooh, about the show? No. But okay. So I'm assuming May, December is referring well, to May, December romance. Well, not. Not in not the traditional sense. Really. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'll just tell you a little bit about it. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, it's loosely based on the Mary Kay Letourneau and like the the young kid that she had, okay. right? Yes, yes, the sixth okay. grader. Yeah, sixth grader. So it's yes. loosely based on that. I taught sixth grade. I cannot. Um, I cannot imagine. I cannot. I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. Well, Julianne Moore is playing like that character, and um, gosh, I want. He was on Riverdale. He's like getting award show buzzed for this performance. I think he's already won a couple of awards. Is playing the guy, um, and Natalie Portman is playing um, an actress that is coming to like stay with them so she can do research on the performance and the movie and the story like all of it 
Oh, I know. Okay. Charles Melton is the okay. Charles Melton. Yep. I've Thank seen you. him in other stuff. I can't remember yes. what, but very youthful. Wasn't he in um um Riverdale? He was in Riverdale, but wasn't he in that movie that we watched Booksmart? Was he in Booksmart? He may have been. He may have been. He's in that he was, he's in that crew. He was in also an episode of Poker Face. Remember that one with Natasha Leon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's probably where I remember him from more than yep. Riverdale. Yeah. We didn't make it through Riverdale. We tried. I watched the first season and then I can... Yeah. Yeah. Well, not really my thing. Uh, us, us either. Anyways, so the movie is, I'm not going to, you know, this movie is not going to be for everybody. It's mm -hmm. just, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's so knowing in its like campiness and that's on purpose. Um, yeah. And it's melodrama and it like there's so many different layers to it. When the movie ended, I just immediately wanted to rewatch it. And I'm going to because I've heard the second watch like it gets better uh -huh. um, because there's just so many layers to all of I'm it. I have to watch it. It looks like it, yeah. it has it as a comedy drama. I love I love dramedies. It is funny. Them. It's funny, but it also has like the feel of like a film noir or like a nice. crime, like, nice. like even dark crime thing. Like an know, old we... crime yes. movie. I just, That's it's cool. so hard to like put it in a box. It's just so, there's so much to discuss about it. I, I mm -hmm. really want you to watch it, Shelly. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to add that to my list this week because yeah the the people in it i mean julianne moore and natalie portman yeah that's all how you many times have you me. brought them up a, a lot a lot um and uh it's so good there's such it's so good anyway so yes highly recommend that one um we watched for a fun watch we watched genie which is the melissa mccarthy <gasps> like christmas movie that's out now what do you think it was it was cute it's, okay it's cute. It's Melissa McCarthy doing playing a genie in like New York City How Christmas can you go time. Wrong? How can you? You're not it's expecting. Like That's right. <laughs> it was very cute and highly watchable, and it's a great Christmas watch. So that was fun. I will watch anything she's in. Just I will. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked too. about her a lot too. Like anything she's you're in. Yes. I will. Watch. I'm, I'm signing up. Yep. Uh, and then as far as like TV shows go, we are just still doing our 30 Rock rewatch. That's it. It's a good we're, one. We're now in the season where Selma Hayek is playing oh, yes. his love interest slash mom's nurse. Mm -hmm. um, and she's so funny in this. Like she is just, people don't think she's as funny as she is then you I watch know. her in 30 rock and you realize she's hilarious she is she just leans into everything and yep. i love how she just goes like she's like i'm latina i have yes. this i can do this mm -hmm. yes <laughs> i love it i'm, I'm yeah. here for it i love anything selma is in me too anything we need to do a selma episode whenever we get to our whenever we do our actresses actor, we, yes yeah. Yep. Because she is definitely one of my tops. Yes. 
Same, same. So I just like love her in this show. It's pretty incredible the amount of like famous people guest stars that they get on like every episode of 30 Rock. Every episode and just like little cameos. Yeah. And it's I, I love how frequently Tim Tina Fey and um John Hamm work together. Like anytime he's in it, you know it's just gonna be hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's really good at camping it up too. Yes, he is. With his uh, hands. Yeah. he's just too Uh, good looking (laughs) i know i know i love it so much i know oh my god so that's been just highly enjoyable it's i think it gets better as the seasons go like there was some Uh iffiness in season two though i'm like ah okay but then that they quickly got past that and i just i think it's Uh it's just so Uh good it's it's one of one for the ages i i just you could just put an episode on it mm-hmm. play it in the background it's yeah. one of those great shows agreed shelly what have you been watching well the usual you know um yes <laughs> tell me about it so i've been going through I did this on Halloween. I did this on Thanksgiving. I'm doing it for Christmas. I'm going through Bob's Burgers. I'm watching all the holiday episodes, nice. the Christmas yeah. episodes, because they just do such good holiday episodes. They're ridiculous. <laughs> I love them. They feel good. You know, mm-hmm. I've been watching that. Um, I also, I've been watching. Hang on. Let me think. I know. Sometimes it's I like, like, oh, I need to. to We've remember. been doing our rewatch of workaholics which is always great but you know i just kind of randomly watch here and there just random things Mm -hmm. i watched um another documentary on i don't know if i talked about this last week the way down i think i I did you mentioned it yes you did i was in the process Mm -hmm. of watching the way down because i watched first what was it love love wins mother god yeah on HBO. that mm-hmm. one was bonkers bananas i want to watch it again <laughs> yeah then i watched the way down which was about the remnant church in tennessee and you know um those leaders the church leaders perished in an airplane accident and it was so interesting because they were filming and chrissy Teigen is one of the producers on uh-huh. on that documentary um, which is interesting nice. but you see like like the first episode, you, you know that it has happened, but they were filming it in the process before it happened. So like they got to, I think five episodes and then mm-hmm. the plane crash happened. Wow. So then you can see some time elapsed between like one of the episodes and the final two. Mm-hmm. And the final two were after they had passed and so many more people came out and started talking about it. And it was yeah. so, and like talking about their experience within the church mm-hmm. oh, so interesting so interesting um yeah i want to watch this watching, yeah you gotta watch it mm-hmm. and coming from a church christ background yep watching how this all plays out very very interesting um and you'll just find yourself nodding along and some stuff You're like uh-huh, you know, yeah, uh-huh, it's mm-hmm. not to the point that this church is at. I mean, this church is very much like an exclusive club. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And they yeah. they came out with a with a statement after 
you know, um, the crash and after the first few episodes aired, mm-hmm. kind of saying, oh, no, we're not, blah, blah, blah. And all these other people kept coming out. They're like, oh, yes, they are. So, oh so interesting to watch. Um, and yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I know I watched something the other day. I was like, oh, I need to remember this. I'm just going to yeah. make a list and write things down because I'm not very good at that. Shelly, you need to get your letterbox app out and log. No. Well, I mean, that's so movies, bad. but. But still. Still. TV shows, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I did start watching. Um, I know we're in the holiday season. This is not a holiday movie, but I started watching a Nick Cage movie on um, <laughs> Hulu called Mandy. Mandy. Oh, my God. It's so wild. It's like. It's like. 1980s style but it's kind of you know how Mad Max is filmed Uh it's all very fantastical and over the top the whole lighting throughout the whole movie is like this red and purple and it's it kind of reminds me of Stranger Things with Mm. with that vibe Mm -hmm. um there's like a killer motorcycle cult that took somebody it's it's bonkers it's bonkers. It's and bonkers bananas. I'm here for it. It was great. I mean, is this Nicholas Cage recent... going on a killing rampage? It was 2018. 2018. 2018. Right. So I haven't really been watching anything good. I'll, I'll tell you that one. Oh, 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 one thing I do want to mention. Uh-huh. One thing I do want to mention Doctor Who. Yes. Doctor Who special on Disney uh-huh. Plus. So my favorite doctor from Doctor Who. If you're not a Doctor Who fan, there's multiple actors that play the Doctor because he regenerates. It's a, it's okay. Yes, so it's okay. my favorite one is the Tenth <laughs> Doctor, okay. and that was David Tennant, and that okay. was in probably oh I don't know oh nine to like I don't remember it, early 2010s, yeah. and then Matt Smith replaced David Tennant, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. One of the best seasons was when he had like the sidekick named donna noble everybody loved her they brought her and and david Tennant back he like regenerated back into that it doesn't make sense unless you watch through he regenerated back into david (laughs) (laughs) there are two episodes out so far um there's more that are i think they're being released weekly Uh it just it gets me in the holiday spirit because I think around the time of Christmas is where they do a lot of their Doctor Who specials and they have really good Christmas specials and mm-hmm. I don't know I just love it and it's perfect timing it's nostalgic if you're a big geek you know it's so good and they've got wonderful stars um, yes in this and I, one thing I really like about Doctor Who they've always since they rebooted the the series in 2008. Mm-hmm. They've always been really big um, LGBTQ plus yes. allies. Yep. And in this season, her daughter is played by a trans actor. Nice. And that kind of comes into play in the first mm-hmm. episode. It's so good. You got to watch it. Oh, there's so been good. so many times that I'm, I'm, I have almost like pushed play on getting into the Doctor Who universe. Like I know so much about it, but I've never watched it, Shelly. Never. You have to be kind of a hardcore nerd because but it's I, pretty cheesy. I gotta, I gotta I admit, like the <laughs> the first season of the reboot 
mm-hmm. with Christopher Eccleston, who was in the others with Nicole Kidman. Ah, it, was yeah. a, it was a decent season, but mm-hmm. he was replaced by David Tennant, and that's when it really took off. Yeah. And it just, once you get in there, like, it, it's corny. It's really corny. But then there are some episodes that are really kind of terrifying. Yeah. And yeah. some that are really fun. So you would enjoy it. It's fun. You know what? I am here for corny, cheesy sci-fi stuff because I got really, I don't know if you've heard these two shows, but I got into Lost Girl and Winona Earp, which were um, like sci-fi. Winona Earp. Yes. Yes. I heard um, Lost Girl. Lost Girl is the same creator that did Winona Earp. Emily Andrus is it's Canadian too. Like these, this is a Canadian oh. production. Canadian actors, um, very highly LGBT, like lesbians, just loved mm-hmm. both of these shows. Lost Girl is about a succubus, and so she lives like in Toronto. Um, <laughs> you have me at succubus. And there's like a secret um, organization that they're all like, you know, they're werewolves, succub- but they're humans that live amongst you. Like, right. they look like humans. Like they hybrids. live amongst. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, You're speaking my language is what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah, see, I can get into those type of shows. You would love yeah. Doctor Who. Y'all would love it. It just, it, it feels, it, it's very heartfelt. Like, it, it just yeah. really is. And yep. the storylines are so, you just get really invested. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's what I need to do a rewatch of yeah. is Doctor Who. Cause it just yep. is so good. And when I first got into it, I was still teaching sixth grade and a lot of my kids were really into it. Nice. Matt Smith's um, character had just come out and, you know, he was young and cute and yeah. all the girls loved him. So mm-hmm. it was a big, like connect with my kids. And that's cool. That's special. Yeah. 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 Good times, good times. Good times. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we can... are we ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. I guess I'm starting this week, right? You're starting this week with the classic. Come the then. classic Home Alone 1990. 1990. Mm-hmm. I was all but eight years old when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was seven. I remember, I'll just go ahead and say this. I remember the family packing up in the old suburban, heading to the theater and watching this during Christmas mm-hmm. time at the theater. Mm-hmm. I have a very vivid memory of that, watching it, loving it. Um, and then just, it's just stuck around, you know? It's like a one of those movies that it, yeah became it, what it is today. It's a classic. Yes. It's a classic. And I feel like if Chris Columbus was a director, then in our childhood, then we would oh have watched and loved the movie. Yep, exactly. He was he was a big time director back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for family friendly yes. fair, you know, yep. Harry totally. Potter and whatnot. Totally. So he directed it. John Hughes, which we've talked about, you know, John Hughes classic, like 80s teen movies he wrote the script of home alone um i'll go ahead and just say this fun fact he came up with the idea one family trip that he was going on and him and his wife were just like on the airplane um just kind of made a joke about what you know what if we like left our kids um 
what if we left our son and we just like took off and <laughs> accidentally <laughs> left him and forgot him at home while we we're on the airplane and so he jotted that down he's like oh i gotta write this so that's that's where it came from he's a genius he was seriously a genius yeah very talented so um i just like i don't know if there's any person out there that hasn't watched this movie i don't like just go watch it what again just go watch it um sorry i'm pouring the code okay. right you need to if you haven't like where have you been number where one where have you been yes two watch it immediately so you can understand all the references around the holidays yes so i mean the premise of the movie again if you haven't watched this is a huge family they're all at the house they're all go to paris because like a brother lived there and so their vacation was going to be spent in paris and they're all rich they're, they're all, all rich. rich i mean that they're house rich. that house that they filmed the movie in is gorgeous look uh, house flippers you yes. know my game i play they have the McAllister house uh-huh and it's amazing <laughs> and i was walking through it and i'm like how could anybody afford this mm -mm. i don't know what he does but they're filthy rich yeah what were what what did they do um so chaos happens the family's there you get a lot of like the night before scenes with the family it's just pure chaos and then like you see a light pole hit or you see a tree hit the light like knock out the electricity and so their alarm mm -hmm. doesn't go off so they oversleep and they're just in a rush and by mistake the head count in the two vans heading toward the airport um kevin was said kevin played by macaulay culkin was bad like he was being a brat that night which i think mm -hmm. their whole family was by the way i think they were pretty awful they were all pretty spoiled rotten pretty brats brats brat. yes he got sent up on the third floor to stay by himself and so they miscounted they left they got on the plane kevin happens to end up home alone wow okay the other twist with that is there are what were what did they call themselves the water bandits um two two the water bandits yep two robbers in the area that case the neighborhood joe pesci is one of them and daniel stern plays the other one so harry and marv are the two and this is the house that they want to rob the most so the golden egg the golden egg that's right um and so they find out that there's a little kid staying there and so it's on competition not competition but um kevin does all these pranks and hilarity of just physical comedy gold um to just thwart the robbers and you know catherine i mean catherine o'hara and the family just keeps trying to get back to like she realizes on the plane that she has forgotten kevin like a mother's instinct is the famous mm -hmm. scene where she's like kevin on the plane yeah so good I know. And so, um, anyway, she's, her whole journey is shown a little bit to, for her to get back to Kevin. Uh -huh. And so that there's also some great scenes with that, her trying to get back. Fabulous. Uh, fabulous. Yes. 
I mean, you and got it, John Candy in there, it's going to be yeah. a freaking winner. John Candy had a little cameo, which they know they've known. John Candy and Catherine O'Hara, like Canadian comedians that grew up on that SCTV, like sketch comedy. Um, he, John Candy, this is a fun fact about it. Um, he only filmed, like that took a day to film the scenes between the two of them. And he, since he was really good friends with Chris Columbus and um, Catherine O'Hara, he pretty much improvised like all his stuff. Like it was all just improv. Poka, poka, poka. Poka, no. poka, poka. <laughs> yes, all that. Yeah. Poka, poka kings. Uh, Still yeah. legend. Yeah. Um. So anyway. It turns out she makes it home. They all make it home. Kevin is fine. He thwarted the robbers, got him arrested, and the end, you know, pretty much. That's a, uh-huh. that's a quick premise of the movie. Um, so just to, like, I went through the cast, didn't I? No, I didn't. Macaulay Culkin, if you do not know, played Kevin. Um, the little boy. He, they auditioned, I think, hundreds of kids, and he... He made it. He had been, do you remember Uncle Buck with I do John Candy? Uncle Buck. He had done that. And that was before Home Alone, but I mean, that was it. Um, so he, this was he his, got cast. his movie that like shot him off. This movie shot a little like, I don't know how, I think he was like seven or eight. I don't know after the movie was filmed. I mean, it shot him into stardom. Uh-huh. Um, and Catherine O'Hara's speech that she just did with him at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh. She did mention that. She was like, they were describing this little boy as a moneymaker, as a, like, she just listed off all these crazy things that Macaulay Culkin, that they referred to Macaulay Culkin by, but a little eight-year-old boy. And she was like, how can anybody survive all of that craziness? Um but at eight years old. Yeah. At eight years old. But he did. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad he looked very healthy and very happy. He looked very happy. And I mean also with parents like the ones he had, you know. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. stage parents are a different thing. There mm-hmm. are some that just are really supportive and some that see their kids as cash cows. And I feel like right. that's that's what kind of how his dad was and yeah i'm really glad to see that he's done so well me too i know he had he went through some stuff and it was of course public uh-huh. um and, and you know there was periods that he did not look so good i think he was struggling and that's uh-huh. i think what happens to a lot of child actors that have this madness surrounding them um, and you live in a fishbowl mm-hmm. yeah but he looks so good. He looks so healthy. Uh-huh. And I was very happy to, very happy to, like me too. Like root and for just, him. It felt so sweet that you know, his his film mom was there. You yes, know? And it was yeah. just so heartwarming and touching. I know. She said in an interview a few years ago that you know they don't see each other all the time, but when they do run into each other, that he still calls her mommy. Like he'll greet her and say mommy. Oh, um, <laughs> Me. and she'll she's like i just i'm like oh you know my sweet baby you know like how sweet mm-hmm. how sweet that's that's really special it you is. know 
you don't see that a lot and that's just very special yes well, i just think Catherine o'hara is also just a very down-to-earth like she's canadian too she's not all about the stardom and like she's being genuine. famous yeah mm -hmm. she's genuine um she so this is another fun fact that line that's just so like in the movie when she sends kevin up to the room and he's mm -hmm. like i wish you know i wish i didn't have a family or wish i would all you know go she's like be careful what you wish for because you may not mm -hmm. you may wake up and your family mm -hmm. won't be here she really had a hard time saying something so cruel to him at that time yeah. she was like it was really hard for me to say I that. I can imagine it would be hard. <laughs> so that cute little boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so there was so many little, like, fun behind-the-scenes facts um, about this movie. Um, Just rattle some off. Let's hear them. All right. So they, of course, used stuntmen for the robbers. Like, those are not... That's not them. They did stuntmen. Oh, there was a couple of scenes that um, that Daniel Stern talks about. The tarantula scene was real. Oh like, God. that was a real tarantula. Nope. Uh, he said I that. Uh, mm -mm. I know. They had a fake. They built a fake one. And it looked too fake. They're like, this is, just <laughs> looks crappy. Look we cannot <laughs> use this. And so they got a real one. And he was like, well this is going to be on my face. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, so are you going to get the like venom out or whatever? Like, no, we can't do that because then the, the tarantula will die. And so he had to like <laughs> get like a tarantula expert to do that scene with it on the face because they were like, you have to be silent. So, you know, he screams. That uh -huh. blood curdling scream. That, uh, that is my favorite part of the whole. Yes. So that's actually he mimed that and they put that oh scream in like post production. Really? Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess you wouldn't want to scare the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's some good acting. It really is. Like he's so good in this. Um, I okay so just a little caveat you know we're doing mm -hmm. our rewatch of workaholics and he yes. plays he plays like this boss that comes in and he's such a terrible time <laughs> but the whole time I'm just waiting for him to scream or do something ridiculous <laughs> yes. and he didn't but yeah I was just like oh Marv Marv's here yep okay that's all I had Bam. um I know he'll pop up and stuff that we watch and I'm just like Marv um so that famous the famous scream from kevin you know when he's singing in uh -huh. the mirror and he put i mean everybody knows that the scene, aftershave right? on it uh -huh. the aftershave puts his hands on his they mimicked it in in um um robin hood um men in tights they did That's they mimicked right. it in that one yep mm -hmm. that macaulay culkin improvised that that was not in the script that and Chris Columbus is like, that's exactly why we cast him, because he would do things like that, um, that were just like a little kid, a this genius, He's an, an actor, uh -huh. yeah, a natural, uh, so that was improvised, and that's the, the most famous scene in the movie that was not scripted. I can't believe he improvised that at I eight know. years old. Yeah, he did. It's amazing. It is. 
Um, you know the movie, the also the movie that he's watching that he uses a couple yes. of times. Yes, that was not a real movie. That was a fake short. They made that for the movie, so it's a it's a short that the filmmakers made for the movie. It looks like a real old movie. It looks like something my brother would have been watching. Yes. He loves that stuff. The old yes. film noir, like yes, crime. Exactly what you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. It, what was it called? Like Hell's Angels, something. I can't remember, but oh, ridiculous like that. Yes, um, I know. I had the I had the name of it somewhere. Um, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals! Is my favorite. That's right. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Um, did you notice that Kieran Culkin is in the movie too? Macaulay's yes. younger brother. Fuller. Pull, yes, plays Fuller. He's in the second one too, I believe. Um, He's so cute in that movie so with his cute. little suspenders and glasses. He is adorable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just sipping his sprite. <laughs> I know. Oh, he was cute. It. Um, let's see. Joe Pesci. I think they wanted Robert De Niro. I think for they wanted like a gangster type guy. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci was very hesitant to because you know he'd been in like goodfellas uh casino casino i mean these rough rough my cousin Vinny. yeah my cousin yep um i can't picture robert de niro as me neither i can't either he that is joe pesci yeah and the golden tooth just the golden that is him yep he had such a hard time keeping it g and pg like he just wanted to cuss every scene so i, like, I could see that yes um, <laughs> he's just like getting really frustrated you yep. can see he wants to just totally. let a whole string out <laughs> yeah so he said they they started doing cartoon cussing so it would be like you know a cartoon character if they were cussing so that's what he did you know that's how what he modeled mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. after perfect i know perfect perfection I know. He really bit Macaulay Culkin's finger by accident where they have him strung up on there. Like he accidentally did it. And Macaulay Culkin says that he still has a scar. So he's like very proud of it. He's like, I got a Joe Pesci. Um, my Joe Pesci finger. My Joe Pesci finger. So I, I mean, wouldn't. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that's. I mean, in this movie, this is another thing I wanted to mention. It was a sleep, like, nobody expected this movie to really do much of anything. It was, I mean, it was a big studio movie at the time. And also, by the way, they had John Williams do the score. Like, come on. One of the best composers of all time scored this movie. And this, and the music is so timeless. It it makes the movie. It does. Like, you, it's so good. Yes. So it just has that holiday feel to it. And yes. Every time I hear Carol of the Bells, I think of that scene where he's yep. arming the house. It's just perfect. Perfect. Such great music in this movie. And the score, again, like we said, it's timeless perfection. And he's one of the best. Uh-huh. And he did this movie. Uh-huh. Um, I think you mentioned this other fun fact when we did Christmas Vacation that Chris Columbus was supposed to direct christmas vacation mm-hmm. but him and chevy chase or he said he would not work with chevy chase and so he i've got a chevy chase fact whenever we do elf so okay yeah so that's that's how chris columbus came to home alone like it, it happened years late like 
I think a year later, maybe, but um, mm -hmm. that's how he, he got to Home Alone is because he was like, nope, can't wear Chevy Chase. Not doing, <laughs> Not doing it. Not doing it. Um. I mean, you can't really like both of them have lasted test of time, like both of them. Yeah. Um, anyways, the, what I was saying is this movie, like they weren't expecting the big, big success that it happened. It opened in November, but I think word of mouth just progressively got bigger. This movie like stayed in theaters. Gosh, like it opened in November and I think it finally left the theater in February, which was like. I think 12 weeks it stayed in the theater. Yes, young people, <laughs> movies used to stay in the theater. Like, you had a long time to Netflix. go watch them. Yeah. You didn't have streaming. No. And you had, I feel like they used to stay in the theater until it was about to be released on VHS. Yes. They would stay for a long time. It, like, total domestic gross at the time was like 285 million, which today that's like 600 million. So that's huge. I mean, it was a huge movie. Um, now, I remember seeing it in the theater was packed when I was little. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it was such a big deal. It was huge. Um, so, anyway. And it, like, stayed number one at the box office. It beat Rocky, I think. I don't know what number. Rocky 4, 3. I don't know. I don't one know of the Rockies. One of the Rockies. Either. Sorry, other movie people that love Rocky. Not a big Rocky fan. Uh, me neither. I know that would shock many that we don't love Rocky, but. Yes. <laughs> I mean, shocking coming from us, right? Mm -hmm. We don't. Anyways, there's all my fun. Those are some fun facts about the movie. Well, I, I think, I mean, this is one of my favorites of all time. And mm -hmm. I, I might judge people by how they react to Home Alone. If they don't Same. like it, I'm like, oh, something's wrong with you. I, um, I agree. Just kidding. Yep. <laughs> kind of. Um, kind of. What scene, what scene do you feel like is the most, it like puts you in the holiday spirit the most? Scene or scenes? Oh gosh, there's so many. Okay, I love, so I love that first um the first night that Kevin knows that the, the robbers are out, like, coming to look at the house, uh -huh. to case the house, and he gets all the, like, mannequins and uh -huh. Michael Jordan, and he does a whole system of, like, it looks like people are in the house with rocking around the Christmas tree playing. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, for some reason, I just, I love that scene. Um, it's seasonal. It is. Another scene that I love is actually in the church with mm. his old neighbor, which you find out, like, there's so many rumors going on about this old man neighbor, and that comes from his stupid brat older brother that I cannot stand. That older kid. Brother. <laughs> older brother is such a brat. Awful. Like, I want to punch him in the face. Like, oh, he has a, a punchable face. Dick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's just, nothing nice that comes out of his mouth ever. nothing nothing i know he was in other stuff and i feel like he played that same character back in the 90s that i actor. feel like he kind of had that that look to him you know so yes. like you are going to be the bully <laughs> yes 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 and he's probably very nice but who knows um so he 
tells Kevin early on in the movie that this old man, he's scary. He killed his whole family and, you know, just like scary old man. Kevin runs into him a lot throughout the movie and just runs off. He's just scared of him. And so um, I think it's Christmas Eve. Of course, Kevin is alone. He goes to the church before the rob. He knows when the robbers are coming back at nine o'clock that night. But he goes to he goes out and he goes to church, walks into the church and that old man is there. And they have just such a nice conversation about family um, during the holiday time. That's just kind of like always makes it me cry. It is so sweet and heartwarming. It, yes. I think the older I get, the more I experience, yep. the more I cry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's, it's, he's, he's like imparting this wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have this little kid in out of the mouth of babes. He just, yep. you know, I really like the way he, he talks to him and kind of gets over his fear of him there. And yes. it's just the sweetest thing. It's sweet. And they have a choir in the church singing it's just beautiful it's christmas music i think they're singing oh holy night mm-hmm. um that i i just love that scene i i mean like there's so many classic scenes of like the family running through the airport mm-hmm. um with like run run rudolph playing mm-hmm. like you just remember the songs to the scenes in this movie like you just it's do. one of those that we've talked about you could just it automatically you know what it feels like because you've watched it so many times and it just yeah. it feels like home you know it's a yep. very comforting mm-hmm. warm movie yep i love it do you have a favorite scene Sean? i really love the scene in the church mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite scenes i love the scene where he goes to um the santa's little workshop and he <laughs> he <puts> the santa because <laughs> yeah. he just acts like such a little adult you know mm-hmm. Just the way he talks, he's like, I don't want anything from for myself. I just want my family home. And you know that Santa Claus is like, oh, why are you out here? I know. <laughs> and just the way he he's so matter of fact about it. I love it when he goes grocery shopping. Yes, <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. Just him mm-hmm. acting like a little adult cracks me up. Yeah. And he gets so cute. So cute. So cute. But if, I mean, of course, the best sequence of the of the movie is the whole shenanigans with the oh, robbers it's and the best booby traps doorknob, all of it the heated doorknob the iron in the face mm-hmm. the tar on the stairs yep the lights by Classic. the windows yes he ices the stairs uh blow torches joe pesci's head i mean <laughs> smart kid smart kid uh-huh. I love the scene too when he uses the movie to order his cheese pizza with the pizza delivery driver and he plays the movie. I mean, have you seen the Google Home commercial with him? Yes. Doing that same thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. So great. So great. Yep. With his little mac and cheese dinner. Yes. (laughs) I'll give it a whirl. That he doesn't get to eat, by the way. No, he puts that all in his stomach. Yep, he did all of it on an empty, empty tummy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cracks me up. Do you relate to any characters in this movie at all? <laughs> any of them? No. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, I don't. And no. 
I can't say yeah. that I identify with any of the siblings, any of the kids, uh -uh. any of the family that's there. I generally, I like think that they're kind of like uncle, is it uncle Frank? He's annoying. Uncle Frank's a jerk. Is a jerk. Like a big time jerk. Yeah. I mean, he calls Kevin a jerk. I'm like, man, you're a jerk for talking to a kid like that. Exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't have gotten away with that. We would have gotten in trouble big time if we talked totally. to anybody that way. Totally. And I, uh, I don't know. I had, I was like, what did, what did the dad do? And what did she do? I always wonder why they have the mannequins around the house. Like, was she some sort of like costume designer maybe? Yeah. Like they I don't got know. random mannequins in the basement. In the, in their room. Yeah. Yeah. In their room. Uh-huh. I mean, I just, I remember watching it and seeing all the wallpaper in the house being like, these oh, are some rich people. Yeah. They've got nice <laughs> wallpaper. wallpaper. That was yes. like. If you were wealthy in the 90s, you had nice yeah. wallpaper. You had the nice wallpaper. And that cranberry red. Cranberry that red. That you had a luxurious home. Yes. With that greenish color carpeting. Hunter green. Hunter uh -huh. green carpeting. Um, that was actually a real house that they filmed in. That was not like a soundstage. Um, anyway, that was in a suburb of Chicago that they filmed that. Um, the movie in you know and that and i and i read somewhere that the owners of the family like they didn't they just like kind of like stayed in the house but like to their they just That's like wild. i know they stayed in the house while they filmed it pretty much it's a big enough house for them to stay in yes. a different area because <laughs> yes. it's a huge ass house it's a huge house <laughs> Did, who, who would you say stole the show the most oh I mean, it was Macaulay's movie, but besides Macaulay's, Macaulay's movie, who would who would steal the show besides Macaulay? Well, I'm always going to say Catherine O'Hara steals every scene, but then John Candy's cameo is just perfect. Mm -hmm. um, also, I like the old man was also like just great and wonderful. There's so many rich characters in this movie. Yes. Yes. Like for the, even the small amount of time that they're on the screen, they have a really good story. Yes. Um, his name, his his real name is Roberts Blossom. Um, that was his real name. Um, you know, the robbers were like the most popular, I think. Harry and Marv were just um, mm -hmm. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern kind of also just took the movie. Um they're all, I mean, they're awful. Like watching it now and how he wants to flood the neighbors, like that's part of their signature is to flood people's house. I was like, oh, that's just awful. That is so mean. So like, mean. All these people are on like week long vacations and you're flooding their flooding house. their house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a hard that's a hard one with this. There's so many. Okay, here's a question that we don't really ask very much, but I think it's good for this. Did this movie have a lasting cultural impact? Oh, well, of course, don't you think? I think so. This movie lives in, I think, our country's, I don't know, probably global Christmas DNA. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. by, like, it's just I feel like, like it is definitely Americana at this point. Yeah. Like, it's a classic 
and watch it at Christmas. Everybody knows it. Everybody can quote it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It's it's a movie that's just it's timeless. Yep. And it definitely has had a big cultural impact. Mm-hmm. Even the second one had a huge cultural. It, the second one was just as good as the first one. Yeah. I know. I need to rewatch the second one. It's been, it's been a too. while. Um, but no, I think it like, again, it lives in the culture with just how it's quotable. It, like these scenes are forever in your mind. I mean, Macaulay Culkin just a few days ago getting a, a Walk of Fame star on the Walk of Fame and having Home Alone like be the like with Catherine Dude, O'Hara the being there. To, like, like, yeah, driving mm-hmm. forward. Like I, I think it's just it's a classic. It's a modern the music when it plays, like everybody knows yeah. it. And it's it's a very comforting movie. You know, it it's is. silly and it's funny, mm-hmm. but it's it's a classic. Yeah. It is, I think so. Yeah. Have you would you say it's aged well? I think I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean it's so nineties. Mm-hmm. Um Early nineties too. Early nineties. I don't think you could do this movie now in tech, the tech age with cell phones Uh and stuff. Like, there's no way you could make a movie like this now. I'm happy there's no cell phones. That there's landlines and they have to use payphones and And alarm clocks that are plugged into the wall. Yes, like none of this would have happened if. They made it today, but no, that... cell phones would be. I mean, you track people on your phone. Yes, you can track people's location. So, yeah, not even close. I mean, they would have had a cell phone on the plane. Um, Kevin would have had a cell phone at the house. I mean, it's just like it's it's yeah, it's better this way, and I'm glad they made it back back in 1990 because how it, you couldn't it, make it nowadays. No, you couldn't. No. That's no, interesting. Not at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's it's fabulous. There's nothing. There's nothing even offensive. There's not even language that's offensive. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a good family comedy, and I it love is. it. Yeah. Great pick. Great. Thank pick. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Shelley, let's talk about yes. another classic. <laughs> okay, this one's a little more modern, but not much. We talked about that at the beginning, but 2003, Elf, um, written by, is written by David Barenbaum. And David Barenbaum, this was his first movie that wow. he ever wrote. He, wow. he grew up in a Jewish family, but they celebrated Christmas, mm-hmm. and he grew up watching uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, all those good claymation um, movies that you watch around Christmas time. And so it was very important to him that that kind of feel was mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And um, this movie almost was picked up in 1993 oh. with Chris Farley as Elf, oh. which would have been very different. Very um, it kind of got passed around for a little bit of a decade. Wow. And um, who was it? United Pictures? I can't remember who picked it up. Um, but whoever picked it up, picked it up. And 
John Favreau got tied to the project and someone um, recommended Will Ferrell and oh, New Line Cinema. Okay. Uh, the producer, Todd Kamarnicki, Todd Kamarnicki, he suggested <laughs> Will Ferrell for the main part. New Line Cinema was like, oh, he's an SNL actor. I don't know about this, but they greenlit it and gave them $30 million to do what they could. Mm-hmm. And it's just fabulous. It's fabulous. It Who else could have um, played that role? I can't <clears throat> imagine anyone else. I can't picture anybody else. Um, John Favreau directed. This was his, um, let me see. Was this? His? No, this was not his directorial debut because he, he he directed Swingers in the 90s yeah. with Vince Vaughn. Um, mm-hmm. But he wanted this to be a family classic that would be watched you know, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Will Ferrell kind of went head to head on that. Will Ferrell wanted to make it a little bit more PG-13, uh-huh. but... John Favreau was like, no, we're going to keep this as a family favorite. And it's, it's just perfection. Um, it's been, um, it has been a sequel has been suggested, but like in 2014, they wanted to do a sequel and Will Ferrell said, no, absolutely not. He turned down $25 million to be in the sequel. See, Um, that's integrity to me. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to, it's perfect as it stands. We don't need a sequel. Um, Chevy Chase was first um, going to be Papa Elf instead of Bob and Hart. But Will Ferrell said after working with him on Saturday Night Live when he would host, he was so difficult (laughs) and so horrible that he would would drop out if he was brought on as Papa Elf. Man, this seems, he really must not be a pleasant person to work with. I don't think he is a pleasant person to work with. It's no. Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Ferrell. He's he seems to be the happiest go lucky guy, you know. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. If he's saying no, yeah, <laughs> there's probably a reason. Um, oh yeah. So they brought on Bob Newhart. Perfect. And Bob Newhart really wanted to do it because he wanted to be a part of a family, a Christmas family mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. I love Bob Newhart. I do too. He is. It, I love Bob Newhart. I love Ed Asner. Uh-huh. Um, I think Bob Newhart is still alive. We calculated this before we did yeah. this recording. What, what did I say? He's 94? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. it, it, he's just, he, he's so dry and mm-hmm. that he's perfect for Papa Elf. Um, perfect. Ed Asner, you know, did um, Santa Claus. And it's just, it's just a fantastic movie um let me read through some of the cast lists before i get into the the fun stuff here but we've got will ferrell james con mm-hmm. james con guys it's sunny corleone yeah, the godfather. Yes. Bob Newhart, zooey deschanel in one of her first big roles yeah um she had been in some stuff but this was like her first big role mm-hmm. um and she had she just auditioned for some other part that never like for a movie that never got made and she had dyed her hair blonde so when she auditioned for this her hair was still blonde and they're like we like it blonde you're gonna keep it blonde um mary steenburden who we love we love we love love. she's just amazing and Mm -hmm. would go on to start with will ferrell and stepbrothers i think she's hilarious (laughs) 
Thighs on Love, who I absolutely love. Huh. He Hilarious. plays he plays um the guy at the North Pole in Gimbals. Um, <laughs> yes. That role was supposed to go to Wanda Sykes, but Wanda um was doing something else at the time and she had to drop out. Faison mm. took her place and he he said, I'll take it, but I want to have my name tag say Wanda. <laughs> so you'll see his name tag still <laughs> oh. says Wanda. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um you have Amy Sedaris as James Con James Con's um secretary. I love <laughs> Amy Sedaris. I love her. She is perfect in this role. Mm -hmm. Peter Dinklage. Yep. As the writer. And mm -hmm. it's kind of ironic because he notoriously turns down any roles that are for dwarves, elves, yeah. anything. So it's like they really wanted to excite that rage whenever he was calling it. Yes. Um, and then a couple of the writers, uh, Andy Richter and Kyle Gass. And yep. if you don't know Kyle Gass, Kyle Gass is in a lot of things. He is one half of the Tenacious D with yep. um, Jack Black. Mm -hmm. And just hilarious. Yep. So let me let me just read the little synopsis here that somebody wrote. I think it's a great one. <clears throat> Buddy was a baby in an orphanage who stowed away, who was stowed away in Santa's sack and ended up at the North Pole. Later, as an adult who happened to be raised by elves, sorry, <laughs> um, Santa allows him to go to New York City to find his birth father, Walter Hobbs. He, who is on Santa's naughty list for being a heartless jerk, had no idea that Buddy was even born. Buddy, meanwhile, experiences the delights of New York City and human culture as only an elf can. When Walter's relationship with him interferes with his job, he is forced to reevaluate his priorities. Great, Great synopsis. Yeah. It's about a man who thinks he's an elf. Yes. I mean, I don't know what else you need to know. Yes. It's it's perfect. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, one of my favorite fun facts mm -hmm. is that when they were filming the Lincoln Tunnel scene with Will Ferrell in his costume, he caused so many traffic accidents no. because people were like, is that Will Ferrell in an elf costume? And then they would hit the person in front of them. So he oh caused some, some wrecks. Um, but at the before they started filming, um, let, me, let me get this here because I want to read it. He, John Favreau, um, Will Ferrell and I can't remember who else. They just kind of walked around New York City mm -hmm. and they with Will Ferrell in his buddy costume and they would ask people if they wanted quick cash to be an extra or Will Ferrell would just go up and start doing things like to that guy he mistakes as Santa and then they yes. would offer the money after the fact. How <laughs> you know, funny. You want to be in this movie? So a lot of that that footage from you know when he sh first shows up in New York, it's just them walking around, and Will Ferrell just being Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell as an elf. Yes. Um, like I said, <laughs> they really wanted to keep kind of that um, old school feel to it, so it kind of remains timeless. Mm -hmm. And um, they they did a lot of forced perspective instead yeah. of CGI. They did some CGI. Mm -hmm. But mostly they did force perspective to give it that feel, that realistic yes. quality. 
of, you know, I love that. them talking to elves. So they would mm-hmm. have like a set that was normal size and then they would have a smaller set and kind of superimpose it. Like when Ed Asner is talking to the elves, he's mm-hmm. like on this platform in front of like this, the smaller set. Um, <clears throat> the, the scene when they're in Gimbals and he is attacking Santa Claus, <laughs> yes. um, that had to be done in one take because everything would be too take too long to build. Yeah, again. I mean yeah. he had the entire state built building building out of Legos. Like, so they shot the fight scene in front of a green screen, and then they like superimposed oh. the kids in afterward because they were gotcha. scared that the kids would get <laughs> the kids would get tackled. <laughs> and then they were like, "We have to do it in one take because we can't rebuild all of this." beautiful um, beautiful set by like beautiful decorations that i hate seeing it's absolutely beautiful destroyed i, love it. I know um when it, it, they used a lot of forced perspective as i said um they took that from the way peter jackson filmed uh, lord of the rings nice and another thing mm-hmm. peter uh, that john favreau took from Peter Jackson um, in Lord of the Rings is when he says, you sit on a throne of lies. That is from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Uh, I love it so much. uh Anyway, I I could go on and on. Um, My favorite thing might be before Walter, you know, he goes off Mm -hmm. on um, everybody in the boardroom after they Uh talk back to um, he everybody thought that James Conn was going to be kind of difficult to work with because he kind of had that yeah. reputation. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. They said he was very even keel. So Will Ferrell would sometimes ask for more takes to kind of piss him off so that he would get to that point. Well, in this in this scene, you know, John Favreau really wanted him to go off. So mm-hmm. he walked up to him and he goes, he whispered in his ear and then walked off and he did the, the scene. It was great. And everybody's like, what did you say to him? He's like, I told him he was Sonny fucking Corleone from Godfather and he needs to show up. <laughs> so I think that's the best. That's I think that's awesome. the best. But that um, awesome. just a lot of good fun facts there. Um, yes. One of the best movies ever. I love how which the forced perspective look that they did especially Uh in the beginning before he goes to new york where he's in the the north pole like the whole look Uh of it it's so it's so classic timeless look to it Uh Uh, especially with like the animated um animals that are out there Uh in in the north the claymation the claymation yes so the scene where he was walking with the uh, with the snowman mm-hmm. that was taking a long time because if any of y'all have ever watched the behind the scenes of uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which you mm-hmm. should, um, it takes forever to do anything claymation. Yeah. It just takes a hundred years, mm-hmm. and I mean it's stop motion. So they were still working on it, <laughs> like right up to the film's release. So that scene for the longest time until they finished it was Will Ferrell walking around with this guy in a (laughs) snowman costume. And they were very worried that when it was released, that that's what it was going to be. But one of the, um, one of the, the ladies there, she worked for like 29 hours straight to get it finished. And I think it's perfect. Me too. 
it just it does have that timeless feel you know there was some cgi used but it's not over the top and no. i think the use of practical effects is just great yep i i agree i think that the department store when they do the exterior shot of that was a little bit cgi gimbals mm -hmm. it looked like mm -hmm. that to me but that's the only thing that i could tell was CG like kind of like oh that's cgi but everything else yeah. mm -mm. no um, it's, it's very very well done it, it, it it's a great throwback to that classic christmas yeah. and I just, I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. Too. And John Favreau would take a lot of cues from his son, who was a baby at the time. <laughs> and he's like, what would you do? Okay. Yeah. Will, <laughs> just do this. Just do and he that. loved that, you know, James Conn had that kind of very straight, straight man kind of like delivery yeah. matched up with Will Ferrell. And, mm -hmm. you know, James Conn came up to Will Ferrell after the, the premiere and he's like, you know, I really thought you were way over the top in this, but then I watched it and it was spot on. So just, spot just great. I love it. It's Will Ferrell being hilarious, but not, and I don't think he's being like, in other movies, he is so over the top, but I still find him yeah. hilarious in anything he does. But this one, I feel like he's a little toned down. Um a little bit he's more me. reserved with with a lot of the stuff because you can tell mm -hmm. he wants to go further but he can't because yes. it's for children yes but <laughs> this was his first leading role from that's like, crazy they were Saturday Night yeah. Live, and then he was mm -hmm. in this yeah he was he played supporting characters and mm -hmm. other things i don't know if you remember superstar with mary Catherine gallagher he uh yes the, the love interest in that <laughs> yes. but this was his like first mm -hmm. leading role and what a way to like skyrocket him, you know? Totally. Perfect. Totally. Um, okay. I know we've talked about this, that we, I, you know, we went to see it in, when it came out in the theater. Mm -hmm. And I, I really feel like it was an instant classic. Yeah. Like it felt that way watching it. Like this is it. I know we went classic. back to see it again. And then mm -hmm. I was telling everybody, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. And it was it was one of those things that we quoted for years. I mean, some yes. of the nutcracker was probably the best line <laughs> you could say. I would say I'm a cotton headed ninny muggins. Cotton headed ninny muggins. Cotton headed ninny muggins. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure many people know this by now, but Ralphie from a Christmas story is the the main elf. Yes, yes. He's yes. Ming Ming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Tell him laughs> he, he's Slacky. He's not making his etch a sketches quick enough. Oh, which leads tough. to another hilarious scene, and he's has he is gets assigned to test the Jack in the Box mm -hmm. toys, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. just leads to some great just comedy. So that gold. that was done with Will Ferrell, you know, but the. The Jack in the Boxes were controlled by a remote control that John Favreau would, Favreau would just randomly push. <laughs> he, would, he didn't know. He didn't know. When... Oh, that's <laughs> great. That's great. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Can you imagine just watching these people make this movie? No, I, I would love to. I just love it. It would be incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have two questions. Because I think that we need to, we need to, I need to ask you, 
What do you think is the funniest scene in this movie? Oh. I know we did that for comedy month, but we've got it. We've no, got to talk about the it, comedy. This one is a, it's a comedy. I mean, it's a, it's a Christmas movie first, and it's a comedy second. Yeah. I, oh, I, I don't know. There's somebody. Um, I love it when they go <laughs> to um, Central Park and cut down a tree, and they're putting it together and he's like who's gonna get the the star and he just runs and jumps on it yeah um i really love it when he's in the kitchen and he's just made breakfast with yes. spaghetti and pop tarts and all that will ferrell threw up the first take so they have to do more um oh. but just when he's like i need you to lose the tights and he's like okay he's like, as soon as possible as soon as possible and he pulls it down and flashes my steam virgin yes i think that's hilarious <laughs> so funny i love it when he is is leaving and writing the the note to them on the edge of sketch. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, I did something and shoved 36 cookies into the Because <laughs> he's just such a kid. He's he a kid. is. He's, he's a like kid. an impulsive child. Yep. And it cracks me up. It's I know. just like something a kid would do. <laughs> I was just to get these cookies with them So I shoved them all in there. <laughs> um, I it, and the, the scene where he goes, <laughs> uh, she's singing in the shower, and he he starts yes. singing with her. Yeah, and, and they just scream, and he runs into the. I, there's so many. There's so many scenes. Yeah, that are hilarious. I can't pick. I know it's it's a laugh. It's a laugh a minute in this movie. Like I love mm -hmm. it when he goes to work with his dad with James Con for the first, and he's in the suit that he's wearing, and he like gets sit. He sits in the corner and he tries to just be quiet. <laughs> drink the coffee. Yeah, he drinks the coffee <laughs> and he hates the it. The face he makes when he drinks the coffee. Yes. And then so he gets funny. sent down to the mail room and then uh, him and that mm, apparently the 26 year old guy. I was like, you are not 26 years old. <laughs> he's that guy that's 40. <laughs> yes. I love all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just classic. And when he tries to ask her for a date, and he's like, "No food, the code." Oh my gosh, the, the food. code. And the little brother's like, "We're gonna leave now." Yes, oh, but I love yeah. the date. I love the date. The whole oh, sequence precious. of the date. It's so cute because he is like a like a little teenage boy, little mm -hmm. boy doesn't know what he's doing, but. It's like the innocence of a child that is just It's very the innocence cute. of a child, the sweetness. Like mm -hmm. Even when she's like, oh, it had nothing to do with the fact that I was naked. He's like, I didn't know you were naked. In I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like a kid. Yeah. It, it, the world's best cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. it, it, the whole movie is just yeah. great. I know. Scene after scene, just mm -hmm. fabulous. And yeah. um, John Favreau said he really wanted a movie that people would watch and rewatch every year. And he tried to add little Easter eggs and little things to look for, you know, just. That's perfect. Fantastic. I mean, it, it happened, John Favreau. It has happened. It has happened big time. It has happened. I mean, like down the street from us, you know, everybody's got their Christmas decorations out. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's Buddy the Elf in someone's lawn, like down the street from me. You know, the bullet, what are they? Yeah. The blow the up. Blow up. Thing. decorations in people's yards like there's buddy the elf there's will ferrell um 
singing that's an, it was an instant classic kind of like home alone was an instant classic it was an yeah. instant classic because it, there's nothing offensive in this movie there's no bad language mm-hmm. it's it funny to adults and funny to children it's just great mm-hmm. and it's cool feral it's, yeah it's i think maybe a whole generation of people when this movie came out discovered will feral too like i just yeah think, you know yeah for sure um, Okay, so what scene do you think is the most festive, like puts you in the holiday spirit? I love it when he stays overnight and just redoes that whole area in the department store. And they wake up and she's like, I'm kind of pissed about it. But it's so, you know, cozy and that you've got the snowflakes and all sorts of stuff. Just, I love that scene. And I love it when, um, you know, they're, I love their little date when they're um, ice skating in front of the, the Christmas yep. tree. It's so sweet. And then the end when they're trying to get everybody to have Christmas cheer, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you see everybody coming together. And yes. I don't know. That That's a very heartwarming scene too. It is. And you heard like Zoe's beautiful singing voice. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, That's she has a band. Her. Yeah, she and, she and him, and they have a fabulous Christmas album. I love their Christmas album. Love I love it. her voice. Yeah. It, instead of her, it was going to be Katie Holmes, ah. and then they chose her because she could sing. Because she can and sing. one of one of the little Easter eggs was, you know, at the end, um, Michael, um, his his brother, mm-hmm. is trying to get you know, him to sing, his dad to sing. And so he finally sings and that's the last bit of Christmas cheer, but it's kind of like, you know, he was going to be singing because in the, the picture with Susan Wells, he had a guitar and I don't know, it's supposed to be very, you know, that that moment yes. that kind of brought him back. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Um, what, I mean, the, the question you asked me about Home Alone, how about the cultural impact of this movie? Yeah. This one has had a big cultural impact. Like mm-hmm. I said with Home Alone, like people quote this movie all the time. And yeah. It Home Alone is is fun in one way and as mm-hmm. Elf is fun in a different Elf is very over the top, lighthearted, you know, Christmas, 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 but it's I don't know, it, it it's great. Like everybody yeah. knows Elf. Everybody mm-hmm. can quote it. And it, it's one of those that just doesn't get old. No, it doesn't. It has a different, I feel like, I don't know, like rewatching these back to back. I feel like Elf maybe has a sweeter spirit to it. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. like, it's just yeah, it about the innocent spirit. Home Alone can be like, it's got a little bite to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit um, like I mean we talked about the family just kind of being yeah. pretty awful and the robbers There's I mean that's terrifying situations uh-huh. in Home Alone yes. which is kind of funny seeing as it's about <laughs> yes. an eight year old kid right but in Elf you've got this adult acting like a child yes. it's about the childlike innocence of Christmas mm-hmm. and I feel like it yeah. comes through mm-hmm. in the way the set the set is just very yeah. fun and mm-hmm. You feel like you're walking through a winter wonderland with like yep. the gumdrop for like what was it called? The gumdrop. <laughs> and I walked the through the gumdrop 
What, what forest. Was this forest? I can't remember what it was called. No. Cracks me up. And it, when he gets attacked by the, the raccoon he's trying to hug, it just makes me laugh too. Yes. Another great scene in Central Park is the snowball fight scene. Oh, um, yes. With his little brother, Michael. That was that was also great. I don't know. When he just dis- discovers that his <laughs> brother's not such a weirdo after all. Yes. It's like he wanted nothing to do with them until he thought he could throw snowballs at like 100 miles per hour. Yeah. So funny. Cracked me up. And um, I love it when they're running through Central Park at the end, and Buddy's running and he kind of has that shot like Bigfoot in the woods you know yes. that was yeah. very intentional by john favreau he's like that i wanted him great. to look like a big big foot <laughs> i wonder if because we like that happened when we were growing up so i very vividly remember the bigfoot story with that picture oh, yeah. attached to it but i just yeah. wonder if like if younger people are going to get that um reference if not they need to look it up because it's so funny i do it's, so funny. it's just perfect the way he's uh, posed and everything he looks like big just exactly <laughs> and the, the way they do the central park rangers like they're on the naughty list and they yes. look like the ring wraiths from lord of the rings you know mm-hmm. it's perfect yep it is so, i know I I thought the reporter at the end uh, of the mm-hmm. movie and on the finale, I thought she was also wonderful, like very funny. She was great. And when they when Michael gets that big book, he and starts reading off names. Those are all people that work on the crew and the cast. Oh, so those are their real names. Cool. And a lot of the pictures are like family members, and it's just a very, you know, community oriented movie. You can yeah. tell everybody that worked on it really enjoyed working on it. Yeah. I think it was fun. And if they had cast Chevy Chase, I don't think they would have had I don't think they would have had the same experience. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, so. Bob Newhart, like... He, seems he like a very kind a man. Yes. He seems genuinely kind. And Edna Asner, too. Edna Asner was a perfect Santa Claus. I mean, they're both comedy legends. Both of them are mm-hmm. just legends. Mm-hmm. And to have in this mm-hmm. movie, it's fabulous yeah um so who do you think this is a tough one too but who stole the show that's a tough one that is tough because there's so many people i mean james con did a great job of being like mm-hmm. a curmudgeon um you know i love zoe deschanel in this movie she was mm-hmm. fabulous because i just yes. love zoe i the brother was cute you know i the person that makes me laugh the most though is amy the day she me didn't steal too. the show she didn't steal yeah. the show necessarily they didn't have her in there enough but I she didn't seem like she had just <laughs> like the declawing of the kittens and, yes you know just ridiculous i love uh, it was that scripted i wonder that first scene where he i, I feel like like she she's just probably, talking she about, probably just pulled that out of nowhere. She had you know? to. <laughs> I also just love it when he comes to like see her and how they talk to each other, Buddy like and they've her. They've been best friends forever. They've been best friends. It's how are you? Yeah. <laughs> he so kind of like funny. kneels down, like eye level uh-huh. to her. In yeah. Most of it's the like scene. Like you would talk to a little kid. Yes. <laughs> I love so it. 
I mean, <laughs> James Caan, he's he got, I mean, he is so, he's such a big actor. I mean, he's mm-hmm. kind of like Joe Pesci, you know, yes. like he's a gangster. Yeah. yeah. James freaking Caan. He's, he's kind of scary. Yeah. And just the way he diffused a lot of the, I don't know, I, I feel like they were a very good duo. You know, mm-hmm. you've got Will Ferrell just over the top crazy, and then James Conn's like, no, no. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. stole the show in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, but so did so many of them. I mean, <laughs> and I love Bob Newhart. Anytime Bob Newhart's mm-hmm. on there, I'm just like, oh, Bob. Bob. I know. Um, so, did you identify with anything in this, or any <laughs> characters in this movie? Thankfully, no. <laughs> I mean, no. no, no, I didn't. I mean, I I love this movie. I think it's it's great. I didn't really, I couldn't really like hang my hat on anybody that I could identify with. But but you know that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Sometimes I wish like sometimes I could just like have buddy spirit, like the childlike mm-hmm. quality, which. I think it's something that as adults we should all still have just mm-hmm. like wonder of things wonder and just like a, a persistent positivity yes. of every situation yeah you know like we're mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay yeah you know it'll be okay and everything is so cool and so new and fresh and yeah. it's just like you see the world like that i'm like man mm-hmm. need to be like that more mm-hmm. need to strive for mm-hmm. that more um so how do you think this movie has aged i think it's aged very well i i think it's still like i said about homeland there's nothing offensive in it there's not even there's not language you know it's nobody says anything i don't know how you could get offended with anything in this movie it's no it's Mm -mm. just a fun light-hearted movie I, I yeah. love it when he gives him the lingerie set because it's something special. I think that is <laughs> one of the funniest. I, I don't know. I, uh, it's aged so well. So funny. So, funny. so well. Um, do you watch this movie yearly? Is this like on your rotation for Christmas? This is on my rotation. This mm-hmm. is definitely on my rotation. And it's one of those kind of like the Muppets where I can put it on. And yeah. I, I know what scene it is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's a classic since 2003. It was 20 the, years ago. Jeez. It definitely had the DVD. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Definitely. And then the Blu-ray. Yeah. And now on Amazon, you know, it's like, yes. yeah, it's a staple. It's mm-hmm. a staple with Home Alone, with Christmas Vacation. Muppet, it's yep. a staple. I agree. Have they made since Elf? And my memory is not the best, but have they made a newer classic movie since Elf, like this movie that has like lasted and had this much of an impact, like Christmas movie wise? I know they probably have. I'm just forgetting, but I mean, there's Polar Express, but I feel like that came out at the same time. That came out in like '04. Yeah, and that was a big one. Yes, but recently. No, there's mm-hmm. so much. I feel like mm-hmm. it's we're inundated with so many new things all mm-hmm. at once. 
it, not that that's necessarily a bad thing all the yeah. time, but there's just a lot mm-hmm. that you would have to really, really stand out. Now, I did like a few years ago, mm-hmm. maybe six or seven years ago, Cro- the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As Santa Claus. I thought that one was really cute and fun. Mm-hmm. Kids really loved it. But yeah. it's still not Elf. I mean, Elf is huge. Huge. Humongoid. Yep. yeah it's ginormous as he would say Mm -hmm. um yeah i just don't yeah yeah it's just like a thought i think so i had yeah i no like a comedy we need another christmas classic like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well shelly i mean you can't get better than elf for a christmas movie it's just one of the best so great pick it'll i mean it'll make you smile it's just it's a feel-good classic and it'll make you smile and it will get you in the holiday the holiday spirit it will and totally it's so quotable you know Mm -hmm. yeah and it's one of my favorites you can't go wrong cannot go wrong with you can't Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (sighs) good picks this week Go us. Very good. Go us. <laughs> Go us. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's, Me it, too. It, these are great, like, just family classics that you can drink hot chocolate and watch. And yeah. Just puts you in the spirit. Yes. And watch if you have a family and you've got young kids, mm-hmm. you can watch a, watch these movies. It's yeah. like, it's the movies that like I talked about earlier, finding a movie when you've got like a group of people is hard. Around this time of year, um, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with either one of these movies. Watching everybody's going to be like family, yeah, whatever. Because sure. everybody knows it, everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. it. You can't go wrong with them. No, you just can't. Nope. No, you can't. <laughs> What I say like that, I don't know. I, don't I know, loved it. Thank you. What are you going? What are you going to pick for next week? We've already discussed this, and I'm very. I excited. have been waiting to do this movie. Andrew has been waiting since we started this podcast to do this. Movie. I said, when can I do Carol? Carol, I am doing Carol. Um, uh-huh. This <clears throat> is not a for everyone movie, like. <laughs> we just talked about it's not necessarily a family movie it so. is not a family friendly movie although there's really not much in it um it no it's is, just it's more dramatic it is a drama it's todd haynes i talked about he just did uh-huh. may december um which by the way if y'all didn't know todd haynes is a um he's a gay man i feel like he makes movies um about the gay experience sometimes and so carol is definitely one of them it's 20 it, it's from 2015 um it's based on a based book on... called yep patricia highsmith um she wrote a book called the price of salt back in the 50s like this is a 50s story um and it's kate blanchett rooney mara uh, sarah paulson mm um what's his name jake lacy uh-huh. um who's the other guy oh, kyle chandler kyle chandler oh 
Yes, Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Chandler. And he, um, I had a hard time watching him in this because he usually plays like, such a like kind the nice person. guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this movie is has become a classic for most lesbians. When it hits December, it's like it's Carol season for all of us. It's Carol mm-hmm. season. Um, and it's rewatched and it's discussed and it's like memed and it's there's t-shirts and sweatshirts that I have a Carol sweatshirt. I was about to ask how many do you have? <laughs> this one I've got a poster Did framed. You them all? <laughs> I do yeah. love the poster that y'all have. Yes, it's um, so sweet. So it's a it's a lesbian love story. It's awesome. It's a love story, but it, I mean, it takes place it's in a the love 50s, story. So it's, it's a period piece. Period it's a piece, Christmas yeah. story. It's like all mm-hmm. of that. Yes. And it's a beautiful film. It's one of my all time favorite films of all time. It is absolutely beautiful. The costumes in this, mm-hmm. the, the, the clothing is timeless. And just yeah. these women are stunning in these clothes. I mean, Rooney Mara looks like Audrey Hepburn in this movie. She Kate Blanchett. She Kate Blanchett uh, is Kate Blanchett, and she's a queen, and she's gorgeous and beautiful. And Kate Blanchett has old Hollywood, yes, just silver screen quality. Like you can put her portrait up there with Catherine mm-hmm. Hepburn, yep. and yep. It, it, she's just absolutely stunning. Yes. So I've been waiting to do this movie, and I'm so excited. To, I'm excited to do too, it. I want to watch it again. Yes, 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 yes. So, Shelly, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be doing um, The Holiday with Yay! some of my all-time favorite. One favorite. of our big, big favorites. Favorites, yeah. Kate Winslet. There you go. Cameron Diaz. There you go, yep. Love Cameron. Yep. Jack Black, one awesome. of my all-time favorite people uh, on the earth. And Jude Law. But ladies, you know. Yep. <laughs> straight ladies, you know. On the straight ladies. <laughs> Let me just say that. Straight ladies, you know. Um, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a cameo by Dustin Hoffman in it. It's mm-hmm. it's such a good, oh, loving, I love heartfelt it. movie. I just love it so much. I love it. I love um, Kate Winslet in this movie so much. I love mm-hmm. her whole storyline. Um, especially with the old man. Oh, um, I will cry every time I, I watch it. I just sit there yes. and cry. Love him so much. That's my favorite part gotcha. of the movie. Mm. But also the fact that we get to—it's an English, like British country cottage that I want to live yeah. in. I want to live in that cottage. Yes. Like, put me up there. Get Please. Me some food every couple of weeks. We'll, we'll be good. I'll be, we'll be good. I love this movie so much. Yep. I haven't watched it in a few years, and I'm very Uh excited to watch it again. I don't think I watched it last year. I usually watch it every year. Mm -hmm. A little spoiler there, but it's it's me and my mom love this movie so much. We can put this on and watch it because it's so good. And Jack Black reminds me of my brother. They they looked alike. They acted alike. I love Jack Black. Yep. So. Just a great, great film, and one of Kate Winslet's best, if you ask me. Yeah, and the and the fact, I mean, it, Kate Winslet, 
you know, y'all listen to the pod. You know, she's our fave. Like, all she's time. kind of our her and Jodie Foster are her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we love Kate. <laughs> we love her. And so we get to talk about her again. And also, uh, one thing that surprised me about the holidays, how good Jack Black is as a romantic mm-hmm. co-lead. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and a little bit yeah. dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, because usually yeah. he does, he's along the same vein as Will Ferrell, but mm-hmm. he really toned himself down yeah. for this one. And it, he did such a good job. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Awesome. Really I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so ready. It'll be a good week. It will. Yeah. So go watch those movies. And then and next join week, us again. You know, you know the drill. Go watch the movies, come back and listen to our pod. Absolutely. We have an amazing insight for you. We really do. Jeff, we should teach a class. <laughs> we, <do. too>. we should. <laughs> should teach a class. <laughs> so disorganized. <laughs> oh, did you see this? Did you see that it would just <laughs> devolve into talking about movies the entire time? It would. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. Yes, we'll see you. Have a good okay. Have a good week, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>